0: going everybody this is me again chewy your host for your podcast entitled exploring the myths behind the legends and i am joined by none other than my good friend monica how are you doing monica
1: hi guys i'm doing good
0: so uh it's finally the first time that we're gonna discuss a movie together i'm pretty excited (laughs) about that (laughs) me too (laughs) we picked a movie that uh hopefully you guys enjoy it is available on netflix um it's kind of like an unknown movie, but I, I thought it was interesting to start with a movie that's not as famous and just eventually work our way down the road to the heavy hitters. You know? Mm-hmm. All right. So before we start, I got some quick announcements. Um, we are, <laughs> and by we I said, uh, I mean me, <laughs> <laughs> uh, we, we, we decided to call this uh, Terrifying Tuesdays because we are going to upload our episodes every Tuesday evening. Um uh, it's going to be available, of course, on, on the major podcast outlets. Uh, it is hosted on Anchor primarily, but then Anchor spreads that out to the other ones. And, of course, probably the most famous one is going to be Spotify. Uh, so it's going to be available on Anchor and Spotify on Tuesdays. And then from there, it kind of spreads out to the other ones as the days go by. Um, I do have the plan to also upload the episodes on YouTube every Saturday afternoon, more or less. Uh, so that way, that gives time to people to listen to it on, on Spotify, and if they can't, then they can catch up on, on the weekends on YouTube. Um, we discussed some new ideas, right, Monica? Yes. About our podcast, so I'm excited about the idea of having guest spots or interviews for some of our listeners and people that are interested in the topics that we are discussing in this. How do you feel about that?
1: Uh, I'm down. I think that's a great idea.
0: I think it's going to help people get more involved and, and it's going to get them more interested in this podcast of ours. Mm-hmm. And how about you discuss your plans? Uh, you, A little birdie told me you are planning on developing some social media stuff for us. Is that right?
1: Yeah, so I want to do a Twitter and an Instagram so that you guys can kind of uh, send us your suggestions and comments and stuff like that through there. And then on Instagram so that we can um, put up like the links of where we got the information and like little summaries of the episodes in case you guys wanna like learn a little bit more. Um, And then, you know, for the new people, like whoever is listening, um, that hasn't listened to our podcast before, so that they can go ahead and track and see what episodes we do have um, on Spotify and on Anchor.
0: All right, cool. And last but not least, um, I did mention on the previous episode that I was gonna upload some of the background music to YouTube and I have not been able to do that yet, but I will do that sometime this weekend. Cool. So that'll be uh, uploaded uh, hopefully on time of the episode is uploaded on Saturday or, or maybe even on Sunday depending on how I'm doing on time here. But um, how about you tell us Monica which movie uh, we're going to unveil the secret which movie are we doing today.
1: Uh, so today we're doing Winchester and you can find it on Netflix like Chewie said um, and it's uh, it's it was it was a pretty interesting movie. And when I first saw the title like and I had seen this a while back I thought it was about like. The like uh, supernatural guys, you know, like uh, <laughs> Dean and, and Winchester. But then I saw that it was about the house, um, and well, really, like it's it's got a lot to do with the the name is really from the from like the gun, you know, like the gun manufacturer. So it's it's about that.
0: Okay, awesome. So uh, we're gonna go ahead and get started on discussing that movie for you. Mm-hmm. So, like Monica mentioned, we are discussing the movie Winchester. Um, I guess we can start with a little discussing of the characters and just a little quick profile on each of them, just basic information. The main characters of this film are Dr. Eric Price. He Mm -hmm. is a psychoanalyst and he is hired to evaluate Mrs. Winchester's mental state. Because at some point during the movie, um, the people that she works with or for, or that work for her, Are concerned about her mental state he is a character that's hiding a secret from his past and he deals with it by consuming drugs and hosting parties with um, escorts (laughs) sounds like he has some fun in his downtime there uh and then of course mrs winchester she is the heir the heiress excuse me to the winchester fortune and owner of the winchester house And like we said, her mental state is in question because uh, the people have noticed that she has developed some eccentric habits. She lost her husband and her young daughter, and um, she herself claims to be able to see ghosts. Yeah. And then we have her niece, Miss uh, Marion Marriott, who uh, also lost somebody in her life. She lost her husband in this case, and she was asked to move into the house by her aunt, Mrs. Winchester, with her young son, Henry. And our last character is Henry, who is, like I mentioned, uh, Marion's son. And he seems to be taking the death of his father in a rather, mm, like, bad manner, if I can say that, as one would. And he starts acting strangely around the house once they move in, so. uh, Basically, Monica, uh, the movie starts with Henry, like, having some bad dreams, right, if I'm not mistaken?
1: Yeah, so he, He like wakes up in the middle of the night and he starts walking around the house and his mom wakes up later and doesn't find him in the room. So she goes looking for him. And then like she finds him with a sack on his head. And when she takes it off, he's like got white eyes. Like he's like uh, under, under like a spell or like possessed or something. Mm-hmm. And, and and he points out to, the, to the, the stairs, which by the way, like where he's at, it's like this little staircase. But there's like a, like a, it's like closed out. So you can't actually go upstairs. It's like blocked by, by wood. And um, he points out there and he's like, uh, you know, he, I think he says something like, they're coming or he's coming for us or something like that.
0: Yeah. Something and it's like to that super
1: creepy. Yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. yeah. So then, like we mentioned, uh, somebody from the Winchester Company starts uh, looking into that sort of phenomena. They call Dr. Price, they hire him to go into the mansion to um, evaluate Mrs. Winchester's mental capacities. And mm-hmm. when he gets there, he starts seeing ghosts himself, but but because, like we mentioned, he is a person that takes drugs, he makes the assumption that the drugs are causing him to have those hallucinations, right? Yeah.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And then um, we have the, the one of the, the scenes that I know is one of your favorite, the dinner scene.
1: Oh yeah, I love that scene. <laughs> <laughs>
0: So can you tell us what happens in that scene, Monica?
1: Well, I mean, it starts with, like, you know, they're all sitting there in the table waiting for Mrs. Winchester, but when she makes her entrance, it's so, like, glamorous. Like, she's she's dressed all in, like, black lace, and she's got this little, like, veil on her head that's also black. And she's walking in, like, really, like, Lady Gaga-esque, you know, like, very, <laughs> like, like, with all this, like, attitude, but, like, very, very, like, like, what's the word like composed at the same time like she knows she's that you know that girl you know (laughs) and so she walks in and and she sits down and the way she takes off her little veil is like so like dramatic too and um it just kind of a little walk towards the dining room just kind of like it's very there's like a build-up you know like it's kind of epic Uh
0: um
1: and there's a lot of sarcasm and and like uh, a lot of wittiness thrown around so it's pretty cool like um i think she makes like a comment at some point because they're talking about um you know the company and what they've been doing and she says uh like she talks about how they're developing skates because i think dr price brings it up
0: oh yes yes And, Um...
1: (laughs) and she goes like uh apparently like they're let me see if i can find the quote
0: I think she said something um, to the effect of uh, uh, wearing wheels in one's feet or something like that, or, or it's, it's also a dangerous endeavor, or...?
1: Yeah, she says like that apparently, um, you know, that they're, they're dangerous to wear, you know, because they could cause somebody's death, basically.
0: <laughs> yeah, because uh, at some point, like, she becomes aware that people are concerned about her guns and, and you know, because Winchester mm-hmm. is, is a gun company, right? So, so she she's kind of self-aware in that respect. And then... Later, I mean, they have that dinner, you know, that dinner scene. And then Dr. Price uh, starts investigating because he he starts, you know, seeing more ghostly images and stuff like that. And um, then they have like a little psychological session where he tries to interview her, but she seems to know more about him than he does about her.
1: (laughs) Yeah, like she did her research before she like and he also finds out that because he he was under the impression that the people who wanted the evaluation hired him, but it was actually her. She picked him out. Uh Uh-huh. So he finds that out and and I'm guessing like she did her research and knows a lot about um like his past and everything.
0: So she must have had a really good reason to call up on him, right? Yep. Um yeah, so so they that kind of keeps happening for a bit. They, they keep having conversations about, you know, their their situation and, and... He tries to ask her questions, and she responds with like little questions, or, or like Monica mentioned, little sarcastic comments <laughs> mm-hmm. <Yeah. laughs> that kind of that kind of take him aback. But but um, I mean, at, at some point, she finds out that, or she seems to know that that he takes the drugs, you know,
1: mm-hmm.
0: and that kind of surprises him. And and she insists that if he's gonna be in that house, they're gonna have to take that stuff away from him. Yeah. So uh, one of the other things that she brings up. Or that they bring up when they're having their discussions is that uh Price has a very special bullet in his possession right oh yeah mm-hmm. so what does that bullet do or what is the significance of that bullet Monica
1: it's like a memento so um I mean obviously there's gonna be spoilers you guys hopefully watch this movie before you listen to this episode
0: <laughs> I'll, I'll put a big um... siren before this
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah so, um, basically, the, the bullet that he keeps is like a memento. And it's, I, I forgot what it's what's inscribed on there, but it's something like something forever. Um, and it's, it's basically that's the, the bullet with which he was shot um, by his wife, Ruby. So, Ruby had like mental issues. And um, at some point, I think she was trying to like kill herself. Mm. And he tried to pull the gun away from her. And he ended up, she ended up shooting him and he died for, for a little bit and then came back to life. Oh Okay, mm-hmm.
0: it's a very interesting development. So so that bullet, uh, he says it's a reminder of, of um, The the past and the things that he has lost in life. Yeah, so mm-hmm. then uh, the story goes on and Henry the little boy starts acting weird again. He becomes possessed and actually tries to kill Mrs. Winchester <laughs> uh, He grabs a rifle yeah. from from one of the rooms and, and, and Like finds her climbing the stairs and he shoots at her and he misses and then he proceeds to, like, beat her with the rifle. That, that was kind of, like, a, a, a weird scene for me to watch.
1: Yeah, it was really uh, um, <laughs> interesting seeing yeah. an old lady movie by a little kid.
0: Yeah, so, so then they're having this, this discussion about he should be taken to a hospital. He's not safe here because, like, a few other things have happened that I don't want to go too much into because I don't want to spoil the entire movie for you, even though we're going to spoil the end. <laughs> but uh, basically you know they're having a a conversation about they got to take him to the hospital and then so dr price starts getting his stuff ready and Mm -hmm. he comes across this butler that that has been around him in the house correct
1: yeah he's been like following him everywhere he was the first guy who helped him out um so he he kind of like i mean he he feels comfortable around the guy because he feels like he's part of the staff
0: yeah, but uh, he shortly thereafter reveals himself to be a ghost, mm-hmm. a very uh, specific and and uh, mean spirited ghost. No pun intended. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so then uh, they start having you know this this discussion about him, like Dr. Price and Mrs. Winchester. I mean, about how mm-hmm. you know he's he's not really a butler; he's a, a ghost. And that's when the whole thing kind of starts unraveling. Yeah. that Mrs. Winchester knew that Dr. Price could see ghosts because he was killed by a Winchester bullet.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And so at this point...
1: It's not only that, it's that the fact, the reason why he can see the ghosts is because he died and came back. And so people uh-huh. who who supposedly die and then come back have um, a, like a... they're more sensitive to that um, that world, like the spirit world. Mm-hmm. And then, but the, the being shot by a Winchester, you know, gun or bullet connects him to the house.
0: Oh, I see. I see. Okay. So you see, so mm-hmm. I completely missed that detail. Thank you for clearing that up for me. You're
1: welcome.
0: <laughs> That's why I have you here, my friend. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah. So like Monica said, Um. so, so he died and that was the reason why he could see the, the spirits of the dead walking around. And the bullet mm-hmm. is what actually connected him to Mrs. Winchester because I forgot to mention, she keeps records of um, people that have been killed in in incidents with her weapons yeah or the weapons that her company makes rather Uh, Mm -hmm. so then stuff starts happening that there's this little earthquake that happens and and parts of the house crumble and and they kill a couple of the staff members that are trying to help them out Um, little Henry becomes possessed again and wanders off so Marin has to go running after him Mm -hmm. so everyone's kind of separated in in their own little corners of, of the house and then Price has a rather um, unexpected encounter, doesn't he?
1: Yes, he. Well, the entire movie he kind of keeps getting teased by the garden room, um, and we find out later that the the garden room is actually connected to his wife. So that because I think that's where the whole incident happened, where he was shot by her. So then he ends up getting led to, um, to the garden room in the Winchester house mm-hmm. and he sees his wife again and he basically goes through the entire um, incident that he had with her where he died.
0: Yes, because uh, the other thing that, that uh, Mrs. Winchester disclosed to Dr. Price is that she can see the ghosts and they ask her to rebuild the rooms or the places in her house. Mm-hmm. in which they were killed or met their death at the end of a Winchester rifle, correct? Yes. So, when Price goes into the guard room, he's surprised to see that it's his own, but then that makes sense because, like you said earlier, the, the gun or the weapon connected them specifically to her, to Mrs. Winchester. Yeah. So that's why she was able to to rebuild that room. Uh, the, the, it's, like, it's like a little greenhouse, correct, if I'm not mistaken?
1: Yeah. And the whole thing is that that room is locked. So the idea in the movie is that when the rooms are locked, um, it's because the ghosts haven't been able to to kind of like um finish their unfinished business. Mm-hmm. So they're like un, they're in, a, in an unrest. So that's why he could never get into the room because it was locked. It, it was like boarded up. And then I think that, like, the wife was, like, waiting for him to 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 be there so that they could kind of, like, she could kind of tell him that he needed to get over, like, the guilt that he has. Because the entire movie, he's just kind of, like, he's he's a very, like, troubled man. Mm-hmm. And that's why he takes the poison. And it's because he has all this guilt, you know, like, of because of what happened with his wife. And he wasn't able to save her or help her. And mm-hmm. that's like his one job because that's what he does you know he's like a therapist mm-hmm. and like he had to go through that um, encounter in order to to kind of like let go of his guilt and and move on
0: yeah because her her I'm not sure his wife uh, Ruby yeah. she heard voices correct uh, so uh, at some point he he thought that she was mentally ill or that something was going wrong with her mm-hmm. uh, when in reality it's imply that she might have been able to see ghosts but uh, i kind of wanted to touch up on that in a little bit maybe Mm -hmm. as to whether what could have been the truth if she was actually mentally ill or if she actually had a talent for the contacting of the the spirits correct so yeah so then dr price goes through that whole process you know of of him finally being able to let go of his guilt Mm -hmm. and so he goes back to help mrs winchester who's been locked away by by the spirit uh yeah. they have their final confrontation in which uh mrs winchester reveals that the ghost is afraid of, of the bullet that price had in his possession
1: oh, yeah. mm-hmm.
0: so he shoots him with a magical bullet and the <laughs> evil spirit goes away <laughs> mm-hmm. and so after that of course you know things are winding down they say their goodbyes because you know he can't stay there forever dr price you know he can't live in that house Yeah. Um, and in the very very end they have a little kinda like going away conversation and Mrs. Winchester tells him that her plan is to keep building the house because he needs she needs to help more ghosts cross over into the other side. Yeah. And then there's like a cliffhanger ending because some of the nails in the one of the doors where the ghosts are sealed up kinda become mm-hmm. loose again, so that mm-hmm. kinda makes you wonder whether or not they actually got rid of, of all the evil in the house.
1: Yeah. Um, it's funny because like when when that whole little battle is over she like because all the doors opened while they were like you know battling this other spirit like the mean one Mm -hmm. and at the end she tells all the other spirits that are just like lingering around and helping out um to go back to their rooms and it's like it's like it's like like they're kids and she's just like everybody go back to your room and and they all do (laughs) they close their little doors and everything and it's
0: just like really. I thought that was really funny. Yeah, me too. Uh, that didn't make sense to me, and I, I think we're gonna bring that up in, in a little bit here also. But but okay. uh, yeah, because that was like uh, okay, like, but you know, <laughs> but, but we'll, we'll get to that in a minute. Okay. So, just some some quick points of discussion here that that I thought were kind of interesting. Price takes a very specific poison called Uh laudanum. Uh-huh. And so me being the nerd that I am, I uh, I took it upon myself to research what this substance was. And Mm -hmm. according to Encyclopedia Britannica, because uh, I am fancy like that. (laughs) <laughs> you can't see me at this moment, Monica, but I'm actually wearing the, the Monopoly suit and the monocle and the top hat and everything. Oh, my God. <laughs> and you know that I would do that.
1: I, I believe it. I definitely
0: believe <laughs> it. I'm not actually doing it, but I will do that. You know, just <laughs> full disclosure there. Uh, so anyways, this substance was believed to have been created by a scientist uh, living in the 14 to 1500s. His name is Paracelsus. He was uh, somewhere in Europe, I believe from Germany. Mm-hmm. And so this substance he he created or, or developed he derived it from opium by mixing it with alcohol and, and gold particles and pearl particles because back then it was like alchemy right alchemy was kind of like yeah. their medicine back then uh they they kind of thought they could mix not witchcraft but kinda like uh supernatural not maybe not even supernatural but but uh like science with with uh mystical elements stuff like that uh-huh. So that's why he mixed all this stuff together, and he ended up with something that's really potent and actually really related to morphine, so... Oh,
1: that's what it is. Yeah, yeah. So,
0: so, cause morphine is also derived from opium, and and basically mm-hmm. the, the way that this thing acts in, in your system is, it, it's a pain reliever. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was prescribed back then to re- reduce anxiety, uh, to calm down, you know, people that are having panic attacks, etc. Um, mm-hmm. The side effects though is that it's really addictive of course because it's derived from opium like I said mm-hmm. and An yeah mm-hmm. it, it really slows down your breathing rate and your heart rate also mm-hmm. and if used frequently which you would because if you use this you become addicted to it no matter what pretty much yeah. uh, it would result in the loss of your mental functions and it would cause you to die more than likely by um, affecting your lungs
1: mm-hmm.
0: so um, that was a little scientific tidbits for you guys out there Uh, i I
1: read it too and i saw that like a lot of writers used it and there's actually a book um man i can't remember why can't i remember the book but i think it might have been by charles dickens who actually used it also um and like in the book i remember this lady um the, the the protagonist she used it And she ended up, like, being addicted to it. So it was, like, very widely used in the Victorian era. And, like, Mm -hmm. a lot of, like, um, a lot of authors, a lot of, like, writers used it. And because they said that, it also expanded their imagination. Mm -hmm. Um, They they were all, like, addicted to it, basically.
0: (laughs) Wow. So, and actually, uh, since you mentioned that, I I do remember that uh, another movie that I would like to do in the future, uh, called From Hell with Johnny Depp. Uh, oh okay, okay yeah yeah and that movie his character is uh, I believe a police investigator and he's also addicted to this substance so nice. uh, Jack the Ripper was happening around the 1880s I believe 1885 or something like that mm-hmm. uh, so that was yeah definitely the the heart of the Victorian era so hopefully we can discuss that movie later on too because I, I, I think it's a really good movie as well
1: I just remembered the book it's House of Mirth
0: uh, <laughs> there you go <laughs>
1: So, my brain's working
0: <laughs> it takes a little bit but it's getting there <laughs> so okay since you mentioned uh let's talk about like like speculate a little bit how, why or how would would uh the spirits be able to help price because when they're having their little discussion you know he and his wife ruby or the ghost of his wife uh-huh. at some point they all kind of join him and they guide him back to where mrs winchester is locked out because um due to the little earthquake thing that happened
1: Mm-hmm.
0: He wasn't able to get to her, but they kind of show him like a shortcut. Yeah. So why do you think that they would have helped them? Like what would have driven a spirit that's been locked away and that's unhappy for so long to help somebody else?
1: I mean, I think it's just because it, it, he was disrupting the balance in the house and they probably like felt that. And um, I mean, I, I don't know why why those people haven't moved on. But I think that's like, they were probably like, okay, well, I mean, we know we're bad, but this guy's like worse. So let's get rid of him. And like, here's, you know, we're going to help you out. Mm-hmm. Cause he's kind of like messing up the vibe in the house. So I think that's what it was. Cause they don't really explain it. They just kind of like have them pop up and they're just there like helping him
0: out. Yeah, exactly. That's what I meant. Like they, they, they don't, cause they don't even talk. They kind of no. just like point him to like, oh, uh, just take a right here, take a left here, whatever. And um, then they give him
1: like, they give him like nails or something.
0: Oh, yes, because uh, the, the 13 nails, yeah, that's how they we seal the, the ghosts in in, in, in the house. Mm-hmm. Um, so, at one point, I, I forgot to mention this point, um, at, at one scene in the movie, Mrs. Winchester explains to Price mm-hmm. that she keeps the ghosts sealed behind like bars with 13 nails because 13 is a divine number.
1: Yes.
0: Whereas most people would assume that 13 is an unlucky number, or like bad omen mm, or something like negative like that. yeah mm-hmm. uh-huh. so this is just my own speculation but i think that she meant that 13 is a divine number because that is a number i mean if you add jesus christ and the 12 apostles it's 13 oh
1: wow i would have never even thought of that,
0: that, that that's <laughs> the the only connection that i could think of and and i, I don't know if it's correct or not but that, that's the only thing that would make sense to me sense. in that context mm-hmm. so um have you ever heard of something called Stockholm Syndrome? Yes. So basically, Stockholm Syndrome, for the people that are not familiar with it, or with basic psychology, stuff like that, I mean, it's a situation where somebody gets either kidnapped or taken captive by somebody against their will, and of course, that's not going to be a very good time for you. Um, mm-hmm. But at some point, it's been theorized that certain people develop some sort of connection or bond with their captors. Yeah. Even as much as as helping them out with their crimes or, or maybe even develop friendship or even sometimes romantic feelings you know it's, it's been discussed or, or argued. Mm-hmm. So that's one thing that I thought maybe the ghosts were going through, <laughs> like.
1: You think they had Stockholm syndrome? <laughs>
0: uh, I mean, I, I was trying really hard to understand why they would do like, the, like help them out. I mean, but but I didn't think about what you said, which is you know kind of keeping the the house balanced.
1: Yeah.
0: That that's an explanation that makes a lot more sense than mine. <laughs> in, <laughs> in this case, because like, why would they love Mrs. Mrs. Winchester? Because they, they're there, but they don't want to be there, and it's like they just want to get out and. and i mean
1: i think it's because like they like well i mean from what i've learned from movies and all of that like spirits want to pass on like and go to like you know wherever they're supposed to go after like instead of being in limbo Mm -hmm. but like like i think that's why mrs winchester helped is tries to help them out and then but it also takes like um like the, the ghosts who actually, I guess, come to terms with, with what's going on because some of them are stuck in that, in that, um, in the way that they died. So they don't know that they're still like, or that they're ghosts. So that could have been why some okay. of them weren't, weren't, you know, moving on because, or, or maybe like the way that they receive their peace isn't available to them anymore because maybe like they need to make amends with certain people and those people don't exist. They've already passed on. So they're stuck in that.
0: In that limbo. Wow, and I was the psychology major here. <laughs> but no, <laughs> I,
1: I, I've seen a lot of ghost movies, so I think I think that's the
0: main. No, movie. but <laughs> I, I like your idea, though. I like your idea that, that maybe they, they haven't moved on because they can't. Yeah. You know, may, maybe whatever person or or thing held them back to this earth is no longer available for them to make peace with, and, and they're mm-hmm. and. I mean, as much as I like your idea, it's also really dark. And and sad. Think if you think about it. Yeah. (laughs) But but I mean.
1: That's reality. Sometimes you know, reality is kind of sad and dark.
0: Yes, it is, and and that's part of life, you know. And and and, but but I like your explanation. I think it's it it's really in depth and makes a lot of sense. Thank you. (laughs) You get a cookie, Anna. (laughs) 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 And just uh, the one last thing that I want to talk about uh, before we move on here. Um, you mentioned that the the bullet's a memento, and basically a memento is, is like, like, an object that helps you re- remember or reminds you of the past, you know? Yeah. So, both of them had a memento, uh, Dr. Price and Mrs. Winchester. Yeah. So his memento was a bullet, hers, uh, was a locket of, of her daughter's hair. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if you noticed or if you remember that in the very very end, she kind of just lets the locket go into the wind.
1: Yeah, she lets go of her her. She has guilt too. She has her own issues.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, and she that that was her like symbolizing her letting go by letting go of the of the locket.
0: Yeah, so that's what I was kind of trying to to talk to you about. Like, why do you think the significance of that is? Because she has a quote in, in the movie at some point where she says something along the lines of sometimes mementos do more harm than good
1: because they're a reminder of the pain you know Mm -hmm. and like you you might be holding on to it to kind of like i guess help you cope but in the end it's actually doing more damage than good because um i mean you're you're not moving on because you're holding on to something that that was like part of a trauma for you so like i think a lot of i feel like I mean, from a lot of like movies and stuff. Like again, um, like a lot of parents, like when you see movie like drama movies where like they they hold on to like their kids' rooms and stuff, and they leave them mm-hmm. in the same condition that they were when the kid died. Um, they that's their way of kind of like coping with the death because they don't want to let go of of that that kid, their mm-hmm. son or, or their daughter, whatever. Um, so I think that's what was going on with Mrs. Winchester. She wasn't ready to let go of her daughter, and that was the only thing she had left of her. Um, but after dealing with all that stuff with the ghost and then like meeting Dr. Price and knowing that, I guess he let go of his stuff too, like that kind of motivated her and put her in a place where she was ready to, to move on from, from holding on to her daughter. And that's what that symbolized.
0: I completely agree with you on that. I do agree with everything you said, uh, basically I think both of them are, were just not able to move on from really painful and difficult circumstances they went through in their lives. Mm-hmm. and a memento I mean they, they meant to keep that with them as a reminder of the people they, they cared and loved
1: uh-huh.
0: um, but yeah it's like you say I mean at some point you need to accept the fact that hey you know this person's no longer gonna be with me and, and I need to not forget about them but understand that I there's other things for me to do in life and, and that I, I, I can carry on and you know carry their memory with me but at the same time I need to live my own life you know Mm -hmm. So, yeah, definitely, I I completely agree with your interpretation of that. I just kind of wondered what you had in mind. Yeah. Okay, so now we're gonna talk a little bit about the reality versus the myth, you know, again, the myth behind the legend type of thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we're gonna compare and contrast both the, the story or the history of the real house versus the story or the history of the movie and I found this really interesting article uh, on a newspaper from your neck of the woods, Monica, from the Bay Area in California.
1: Nice.
0: (laughs) So that's a little um, connection to you right there. Uh, Mm -hmm. It's from the Mercury News, and I don't believe I have the name of the author available. I apologize for that, but um, it's from the Mercury News in the Bay Area in California. And basically, they kind of just did like a a bullet list of things. Mm -hmm. And let's see if you can guess if this is true or false, Monica. Okay. I'm going to play a game here with you. Right. Uh, <laughs> so let's start out with something really simple Mrs. Winchester lost her child and her husband to illnesses
1: well that's true
0: and you would be correct yes she did indeed lose her child and her husband unfortunately um, however in the movie it's implied that they kind of happen like back to back almost whereas in real life they're about 15 years apart I believe their, their deaths okay the the child did die before the the husband so the husband died in the 1880s i believe mhm uh but yes you would be correct that that is true it, it is something that actually happened in real life to her unfortunately
1: yeah
0: uh okay so then the next one would be mrs winchester visited a medium or a spiritualist after the deaths of her family
1: i would say yes true
0: uh, okay, so this one's kind of like a little asterisk <laughs> because it's unverified. Uh, nobody knows for sure whether or not she did, but, I mean, she she met a lot of people throughout her life, of course, and, and mm-hmm. she had conversations. And, and I'm assuming that during that time, those times, she must have had trouble dealing with that stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, but there must be some sort of element of truth to that because it's kind of, like, associated with her. Like, basically, every source that I found... Mm-hmm when I was doing the, the research for this discussion, mentions that that, that uh, at some point everyone believed that, that she had gone to a medium.
1: I mean, it makes sense, because back then, that was very, like, that was a big thing, you know, it was a lot more popular than now. Um, so, I mean, it makes sense. I would believe it.
0: A uh, little side question here for you. Would you ever do a seance or uh, try to reach somebody that passed away?
1: Ugh. So, I mean, I've had friends that wanted me to play the Ouija board with them, and that stuff scares me. So I'm just afraid of being possessed, dude. Like yeah. I don't know if that's really real or not, but just even the idea, I, I don't think I I don't think I could. Like I don't think I would be able to do a séance because I'd be freaking out the whole time.
0: Hmm. I don't know. Like, I think uh, most of the people that I care about are, are still alive, and, and I mean, if anything, maybe um, my grandpa, because he passed away almost 25 years ago, perhaps. Uh huh. Um. But, um, I would just like like to maybe observe, like, be, like, in the same room as somebody that's doing it.
1: I wouldn't even do that because, like, you <laughs> to be in a circle, right? So that, and you're not supposed to let the circle break so that you don't get confused. Yeah. And if you're just there chilling, like, in the corner watching, what if that did you, <laughs> dude? Like, that's it. <laughs>
0: <laughs> With some beer and chips and... <laughs>
1: But I mean, as far as like the that stuff, I've, the only thing I've ever done is gotten my cards read. That's it. But I don't think we uh-huh. would ever do any any ghost encounters. No, thank you.
0: <laughs> Me too. I've gone to uh, Corandera, but that's a story for a different time, my friend. <laughs> that's definitely a, a story that I will bring up at some point in one in one of our episodes here. But uh, uh, so let's move on to the next thing that they discussed. Mm-hmm. Um, the Winchester House had features built in it that were ahead of it's time for most homes. Uh,
1: I would say yes, true.
0: Yes, indeed, that is correct, because the house in real life featured it's own plumbing and electricity.
1: They didn't have that in other houses at that time?
0: Not in in most houses, I mean, I'm sure maybe government buildings had started Uh. putting that stuff in there, you know, like city hall, stuff like that, but as far as as my research goes, um, most homes didn't start doing that until later on. Wow. Because this this movie is set in the early 1900s, like 1905 mm-hmm. or six. Yeah. And I think it wasn't up until like maybe like the 1920s or so that, that most people started having these things in their homes. Okay. From from what I was able to find out. Uh-huh. But I am sad to tell you, Monica, the the author of this article doesn't mention the comm system, so I don't know if that's true or not.
1: It doesn't mention the what?
0: The the comm system, like the little communication pipes.
1: Aw. That that was was like my favorite part of the house.
0: Yeah, that's pretty cool actually, like you just press a button and it connects to whatever room. Like an
1: old-school intercom.
0: (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Alright, so... um, The Winchester House features lots of staircases and hallways that are dead ends.
1: Mm. Yes, true.
0: Actually, yeah, that is correct. Uh, They do exist and they're a highlight of the tour, but they're not really a main feature of the house according to this uh author uh-huh. so they're there because you know that's the way the house is built but they're not featured throughout the entire structure if that makes sense
1: so it's not as as like common as they make it seem in the movie or?
0: apparently yeah according to this guy here uh he says that yeah i mean there, there are some some staircases and hallways like that but they're not everywhere like that they um, make you okay. believe from the movie mm-hmm so it's only in certain parts of the house apparently. Okay. All right, so um uh, Mrs. Winchester suffered from arthritis and had staircases built specially for her.
1: I say true. That sounds very believable.
0: Mhm. Yeah, that is actually correct. They they had like the steps were like maybe like halfway the distance of what a regular step is. Uh-huh. Because she could only lift her legs up so far and and so that's that's a feature they implemented because they wanted to accommodate her. Yeah. All right, so, uh, Marion and Harry were relatives of Mrs. Winchester in your life.
1: Mm, I, I want to say no. Uh, uh, false.
0: You are reading my mind, my friend. <laughs> and,
1: and I'm not even looking at the notes. I literally took them off so that I wouldn't know I anything. Uh,
0: because, well, this one is half true, so you're kind of half correct and half not. Uh, because, um, <laughs> according to this, this article, uh, Marion did exist. Uh-huh. She was a, a, an actual relative of Mrs. Winchester, but Harry never did. He was never around in the picture, ever. Interesting. And actually, Marion didn't live in the house at the time of the movie. She had left the house by that year, which is 1906. Mm-hmm. And, and another thing is that her husband hadn't died.
1: Okay.
0: Uh, so, you know, the the situation where they mentioned that they moved in the house because... He had died also fabricated, unfortunately, for the viewers out there.
1: I, I, I feel like it makes sense because, I, not to, like, diss the movie or anything, but it kind of felt like those two characters were kind of just added in, you know? Just to, like, uh-huh. make it a bigger cast. Because they really don't have much of a purpose in the movie, besides, like, the kid, like, seeing ghosts and getting possessed, and then Marion basically chasing mm-hmm. after him to try to find him every time.
0: Yeah, basically, it's kind of like plot devices, you know? Yeah. Uh, so the Winchester, the, sorry, excuse me, the Winchester company made products other than weapons, including but not limited to roller skates.
1: I say false, I don't think I have ever heard Winchester make that.
0: Oh, <laughs> well, this one is actually true my friend, so you get your first strike of the evening. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, they, they, according to, I, I didn't know either, to, mm-hmm. you know, to, in, in your defense I had no idea that they actually made other things besides weapons yeah but uh according to the the article it's only something that happened many years after the movie was set and that more than likely uh mrs winchester has no say so in that decision okay so um, mrs winchester was obsessed with the number 13
1: mm, i say no false
0: uh, there's people that say yes, people that say no. But mm-hmm. I, I'll give this one to you because, <laughs> like I said, it's it's unconfirmed. Mm-hmm. There are places and rooms where the number seems to be like really prominent, like you know, there's 13 candles or whatever. Okay. But uh, it's not everywhere either. Like it's not like kind of the same thing as the stairs or you know, or the hallways that so don't go anywhere. Yeah. Uh, it's in the house, but it's not like the, like a main main thing. Okay. Uh, okay, so somebody caused a massacre at a Winchester company office.
1: I say true. Uh,
0: strike two, my friend. That never happened in real life.
1: How dare they? Uh,
0: <laughs> so, yeah, uh, that whole scene where, where the, the ghost as a human causes the death of all these people in the Winchester company, uh, that's not true, and I, I think that's a good thing. <laughs> it looks good like because mm-hmm. according to the, the the movie they killed like what 15 20 people
1: yeah innocent people
0: yeah uh okay and last thing here uh the house was damaged by an earthquake
1: i say true i mean that that seems like it could happen
0: yeah actually you'd be correct because there was an earthquake in san francisco in 1906 which is the year in which the movie set mm-hmm and according to, to, I'm sorry?
1: Of course, it's California. There's earthquakes here everywhere.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So according to what I found, that's one of, it's one of the, if not the most deadly in US history, uh, like wow. several hundreds of people died and actually uh, it affected the house in real life too, because um, like part of the house collapsed and, and you know, some people were hurt, stuff like that. So, mm-hmm. so that's something that actually happened in real life as well. Okay, Monica. So now we come to the segment that uh, I have come to title "Know Thine Enemy." <laughs> nice. <laughs> you know how, how I go for the fancy stuff all the time. Mm-hmm. I am not. I'm I'm not a simpleton. You know this. <laughs> of
1: course not. I would never. I would never think that.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so, um, in this segment, we're gonna like from from here on out. Anytime that we get to this segment, we're going to analyze and discuss the villain, their motivations, their abilities, their weaknesses, you know, basic, like, like, basically like a data sheet type of thing. Okay. And maybe comment on some of the things they did throughout the movie and, and stuff like that. So, And then, of course, give our opinion and the rating, like if, if they're a good villain, if they justify their presence in the movie, if they're a worthy adversary to the protagonists.
1: Okay.
0: See, so you have an industry, but I know how to speak fancily, too. So oh, wow.
1: I'm a cry.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I've been reading my thesaurus. Nice. Uh, <laughs> so anyways, uh, the enemy or the antagonist in this particular movie is uh, Corporal Benjamin Block. And we've discussed him a little bit already. But basically, uh, if you listened to episode one and you made it all the way towards the end, I kind of came up with this little system of classification that I devised as like my own personal thing. Uh, for classification of of villains or creatures or monsters in movies. So, this particular villain would be classified under the spectral, demonic, or supernatural category, Mm -hmm. given that he's a ghost, correct? Yes. Alright, cool. So, um, his origin or backstory again, really quick. Uh, He's a Confederate soldier who went to the civil war and lost two of his brothers. Um, they were killed by Winchester weapons. And that pretty much made him really angry. So after the war ended, he decided to go on a killing spree on a Winchester company office, where I believe he shot somewhere on 15 or 20 people, no?
1: I think so, yeah.
0: Yeah, so, um, and then in the end he was killed by by officers, you know, police officers that shot him with Winchester weapons. Yes. So that kind of just made him even more angry because then he got killed by whatever he hated. So Mm
1: -hmm.
0: I thought that was kind of funny, actually. I don't know about you.
1: (laughs) I think it was ironic.
0: (laughs) Yeah, right.
1: He was a revenge and then he ended up getting like murdered by the one weapon. He was basically, in a sense, like
0: fighting against, I guess, you know? Yeah, so it's like, you know, you're fighting what you hate and then you get killed by what you hate, so it's like, mm, yeah. kind of like a, like, it's kind of tragic but funny also in a way. I don't know, I guess ironic would be the, the perfect word words to describe mm-hmm. that, right? Yeah. So, um, his main motivation or his main goal would be revenge for the death of his mm-hmm. brothers. Uh, and the way he's trying to get around that is by entering the Winchester house to kill Mrs. Winchester and pretty much every member of her family. So um, because uh, uh, like we discussed earlier, remember how, how she's connected to to the ghosts that, that are killed by her weapons? Yes. So and like what happens in, in that case is, is she kind of gets these like, not visions, but she's actually kind of possessed by the ghost and she goes into this room where she like starts drawing the room as, as they're describing it to her in her mind.
1: Uh-huh hmm yeah.
0: Remember that scene in the movie where, where, he, where Dr. Price finds her, like, drawing the, the, the plants with her?
1: Yeah, it's like she, like, it's like she connects with them, and then they let her see, like, um all the details. So she, and then she starts, like, drawing and everything, and, and draws a little floor plan, and that's how she comes up with the ideas for the rooms.
0: Okay, yeah, so, uh, then she, she, you know, draws the room as, as this one particular ghost describes it to her, mm-hmm. and it turns out to be the, the Winchester room, like, the office, you know, and the company. Yeah. You know, and it's like a display room because that's where they have like their latest weapons, if I'm not mistaken, Mm -hmm. also. Yeah. So, um... Hints of his presence, you know, like, pretty much every villain or or antagonist that that we find in in any horror story has some sort of, like, hint or or tell, if you want to call it that, of when Mm -hmm. they're around, like, you know, maybe you hear footsteps or maybe you hear noises in the case of ghosts, stuff like that. Yeah. Um. His in particular, did you catch him like like singing a song every now and then?
1: There was a whistle, and I think they they show the little boy like Henry, um, singing a song or something. Because at some point he kind of goes into like a trance, and it it shows that I, I guess it's like to show that he's possessed, and his eyes like turn all weird, and then he starts singing that song, and then or he hums it or something like that.
0: Yeah, so that that's like like a like a tell, like that's how you know that that he's around, that he's you know possessed Henry because. Like you mentioned mm-hmm. his his um his face changes which is actually another one of the cat the the hints of his presence you know there's physical changes to the face of the possessed so because at some point very briefly he manages to possess mrs winchester too
1: uh-huh
0: like when they're locked up in the room when she's with, with dr price and they're figuring out how to kill him
1: yeah but what do you mean like that there was a change in her face
0: yeah because like they're they you know their eyes turn white
1: Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. And
0: then, like, their, their mouths get all, like, deformed and stuff like that. So so there's, like, physical changes to their faces. That's, like, another way you can tell that this guy is around. Mm-hmm.
1: I do not remember the deformed mouths. Wow, I
0: missed that. Well, it's not, like, super deformed, but, it, it, you know, it, it's, like... It, it looks different. And then, of course, their voice changes also.
1: Uh-huh. Yeah, the voice for sure.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, um, like, his powers or the abilities that he shows in this film, uh, he can manifest himself to people that are sensitive to ghosts, as Mm -hmm. is the case with Mrs. Winchester and uh, Dr. Price. Yes. So basically, the more sensitive you are, the more um, prominent or or the more obvious his presence is, because at some point, he actually plays a butler, you know? Yeah. And I I thought that was kind of interesting, because, uh, you know, a butler is there to serve, and, and, you know, this guy's just kind of trying to see what's up and and for his own ulterior motives Mm -hmm. uh i remember there was a scene in in the movie where like you know the, the your favorite scene where like where mrs winchester comes into the dining room
1: oh that's right he's actually there too and he's over here like price is trying to get him to give him alcohol and he's just looks at him like uh whatever i didn't see you like
0: yeah. Yeah, but that's because mm-hmm. he can't really serve the alcohol to him, you know, he he can't like yeah. touch the, the bottle, whatever and and I thought it was interesting that he's standing right behind Henry in that scene.
1: Oh, that's right. Like
0: like Henry's sitting in the chair and this guy, you know, Ben, he's mm-hmm. addressed as a butler, he's standing right behind him. So that, that to me that was kind of a foreshadowing thing.
1: And then like back then, like the servants really didn't like interact much with the with like the people, with like the their well, the people that they work for? Mm-hmm. So, like, it would have been easy for him to blend back there because nobody's going to actually look at him or anything, or acknowledge yeah. him.
0: Exactly, yeah. So, it's kind of like, uh, don't speak unless you're spoken to kind of thing? Yeah. hmm So, unless, you know, somebody actually asked him to do something, he wouldn't take initiative, basically. hmm Um, the other thing he can do is, uh, obviously, you know, he can possess people to do his bidding, you know, as in the case of Henry. Mm-hmm. So he can like enter a person's body and and make them act according to his will.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, then once he gets full power, uh, because the room has been finished and, and he can actually enter the house in, in, in his full capacity, um, he does show some strong powers of telekinesis.
1: Oh, because he makes all the guns up, right? That's right.
0: Yeah, so basically telekinesis is uh, if you're not fancy like us, you know, uh, we, we are tea-drinkers, we hold our pinkies up when we talk to each other. <laughs> <laughs> so telekinesis basically is, is moving stuff with your mind, like, with, you know... And in and, and, and that scene, like you mentioned, you know, he makes the guns float and they're pointing towards Price and they're, you know, he's gonna shoot him, whatever, like, with all these rifles. Yeah. So, um, and actually he pushes the... The, the other butler, he pushes him out, he pushes the other, like, the, the main constructor guy. Oh, that's right. I forgot his name, but but at some point he pushes him out of the room too, and, and then he gets killed because the, the house starts collapsing. Mhm. And he pushes Doctor Price out of the room as well. So so that's basically you know telekinesis. You're you're pushing people or objects with your mind. Mhm. Yeah. And uh, actually, you know, they're pretty strong because basically he, he caused the entire house to shake. You know, like or, you know, with, with his uh, powers of telekinesis there.
1: Yeah, and I think it was also because he. His like anger and all that stuff was like really strong. And then I remember um, Mrs. Winchester mentioning that at, uh, after the clock struck, uh, strikes twelve or at midnight or whatever, mm-hmm. um, that's when they they get more power, which is why he was able to actually start a little earthquake in the house.
0: Yes, because the bells start ringing, and right? she has some bells in her house. Yeah. And and they ring. Yeah, that's great I, I completely forgot about that. Huh. <laughs> So, uh, the other thing that, that he can do or, or he could have done in life is he is or was a good marksman, you know, he's a good shot.
1: hmm yeah.
0: Uh, I mean, he did manage to kill 15 people, I mean, but, you know, so that, that kind of mm-hmm. has some some skill there. Um, weaknesses. Um, I, I found a couple here. Uh, he had to wait for, for the room to be finished for him to enter the house at full power. I mean, he was already in the house before yeah. the room was done. But he couldn't do... Like, he couldn't exercise his whole power, you know? So he had to wait until the, the room was finished for him to actually go at, you know, full blast. And I consider that a weakness. I don't know about you.
1: I mean... I, I guess it makes sense because... There was probably something holding them, him back as, like, a spirit. mm mm-hmm. um, I mean, yeah, I guess it is a weakness. Like, he wasn't strong enough as a... As a ghost to, like, really do harm in the beginning Uh Mm uh-huh so yeah i I guess it is a weakness
0: uh okay and then basically what ends up being his undoing is that refurbished bullet that had killed price that we mentioned earlier the the memento of his Mm -hmm. so that's basically his his main weakness that that is the reason or, or the way that they they end up getting rid of him you know
1: yeah which was weird too i mean i forgot what what was the reason like that he was afraid of it because he, what, he didn't die from the bullet, or because he survived it? Is that why that
0: wasn't, like... I was actually going to ask your opinion on that, because that wasn't really clear to me either, and I was getting to that, you know, once we get to the to the, to the the opinion of the villains, whatever, because I, I was going to ask that exact same question. I mm-hmm. don't remember, or I don't think it was made very clear for me, at least, or maybe I didn't get it, you know, the, the, the reason mm-hmm. why he was weak to that bullet. Uh... I know,
1: I think Winchester said something about it, but, like, um... I think it just had something to do with uh, the fact that uh, Price survived uh-huh. the, the gunshot. Like maybe that's why. I don't. I honestly don't. I, I can't remember. Like I, I don't know.
0: Yeah, I mean, like at some point they do mention it, but I, I like I said, I don't think I understood it completely, or maybe mm-hmm. I was like not paying attention completely. But but uh, <laughs> uh, because I well, I'm, I'm gonna get to that too in in a, in a minute, but. Uh Essentially, yeah. I, I can't understand why that, that was. I mean, if anybody out there has some feedback or they actually know the reason why, please do let us know, because that mystery is bothering me a lot.
1: Yeah, me too. I'm gonna hold it in my head for the rest of the
0: day. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it, it's it's earlier for you, so you're fine. Yeah, that's <laughs> your, your, <laughs> your, your time zone is, is favoring you in this one. Uh, <laughs> so... Uh, I guess let's, since we already kind of discussed his little rap sheet here, or, or you know, uh, fact sheet, rather. Uh-huh. Uh, I, w- I wanted to ask you what your opinion of him as a villain was. What do you think of this guy as a villain?
1: Honestly, I, I didn't really like him that much because I felt like... It was very... Like, his the, the way they covered his story was so fast and... Like usually in other movies you have like little things here and there like kind of like I like building up but more than this guy's build up and so when they finally uh, revealed who he was and why he was in the house and why he was calling all that stuff it was just kind of like they made him seem so like more menacing than he than he actually was like I, I understand that he like had a lot of power and you know he was basically out to kill Mrs. Winchester and everything but Like, that's what all the other ghosts did, too, you know, that's why they were locked up. And Mm -hmm. this just didn't seem, like, scary enough, I guess. Maybe that's what it was.
0: Um, actually, I agree with you. Like, I I really don't like him as a villain. Like, I I thought he was kind of underwhelming. Yeah. I thought he was very one-dimensional and just kind of flat. And and Mm -hmm. honestly, to me, it kind of felt like a random thing to pull out of a hat, you know, like... Yeah. (laughs) Like, like the writers were kind of like, oh, uh, like, you know, they got kind of halfway through the script. And they're like, "Hey guys, we don't have, we don't have a villain yet. So what do we do? Oh yeah, let's make let's this
1: really big guy who like murdered everybody. Um, and his connection will be that he was in the army or in the military.
0: Yeah, and and that's another thing. Like, I uh, I I I really didn't think he was worthy of being a final menace because his motivations to me didn't really make a lot of sense. Yeah. Uh, because like we mentioned his backstory is that you know he, he went to the war and his brothers got killed in the war and honestly I mean yeah war is, is a pretty terrible ordeal mm-hmm. but if you enlist in an army to go fight in a war I mean you kind of have that thought that hey you know maybe I'm not going to make it back my friends or my family family may not make it back either yeah so you kind of have that thought in your mind I mean I would imagine uh, as, as a military person if you're going to go fight in a, in a conflict like that so to me, he, I mean, him being aware of that, I mean, I don't, I really don't think his motivations are justified in a sense.
1: Yeah, because he's blaming the gun instead of the person who actually killed his brother. And, and like you said, it's war, it's going to happen. Like, unfortunately, that's just the way it works. And, I mean, it just doesn't make sense that he went after the gun manufacturer instead mm-hmm. of like something else just because their guns were more strong than, are stronger than theirs because I think they had like muskets or something. Yeah. So there was, there was no way that they were going to win that that battle or whatever because the other gun was, like, way more advanced and, you know, had more power.
0: Yeah, because that's a, a, a thing they mentioned in the movie. Like, they, they bring up the fact that the weapons from the south are, like, kind of outdated and they couldn't compete with yeah. the superior power from the Winchester. Uh, mm-hmm. I'm not sure if that is historically accurate 100%. I mean, it might be because, uh, you know, um, a, a lot of the economic stuff, I mean, the north was partners with, with europe and then but the south also had i mean so so it's, it's kind of a little unclear to me how mm-hmm. accurate that might be but i think that it, you know if my opinion would be that yeah i mean it, it's probably going to be a fairly accurate assumption yeah it makes sense uh-huh and then uh, uh like I, I think his powers are like too extreme honestly like because like again his motivations I don't think are, are completely justified or not justified in a way that, that validates those powers like I mean I know he's got rage about losing family I mean I think we all would yeah but I, I, I think he's just too powerful and like you said they develop him in a, in a very short amount of time so it doesn't really explain or, or go in depth as to how he could be that powerful Just yeah it's too rushed
1: mm-hmm. I'm sorry go ahead no, 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 I just said that it's it's too rushed, like, his whole character, like, development, and I'm using air quotes because it's really kind of, like, a lack of development, because he didn't really, it seems like he, he was just kind of, like, a, a last minute add-in, like you said.
0: Mm-hmm, yeah, kind of just, like, take him out of a hat kind of thing, <laughs> so,
1: yeah.
0: um, basically, it's also implied that he caused the earthquake that damaged the house in, in, in the movie.
1: Uh-huh.
0: And, like we mentioned earlier, there, was, there actually was an earthquake in that area in that time period, and, and the house was damaged in real life. So, mm-hmm. to me, that kind of power is just, like, something that maybe, like, the devil would have, you know, like, cause an earthquake that kills, like, hundreds of people and, like, you know, causes all this damage. But some random dude, like, I mean, I, I, I just don't see it, I'm sorry. Yeah, me neither. Like I mean, just imagine any ghost being capable of that. I mean, any ghost in that house could have done the same thing, and they they never did. So it's like
1: exactly. Mm-hmm.
0: Uh yeah. So uh, I don't know. Like honestly, like I I really don't like this this villain. Like I thought he was just really underdeveloped, really rushed. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh so on the scare meter, which is my scale for the <laughs> <laughs> for rating the the villains, um. I give this guy a 1.5 skulls out of 10.
1: I totally agree.
0: Yay, awesome. Uh, (laughs) Error, high five. eh. Okay, well, I want to thank everybody that made it all the way to the end of this, the third episode of your podcast entitled Exploring the Myths Behind the Legends. Um, I wanted to give some shout-outs to the following people for being supportive of our podcast. Uh, we're going to start with Jose L, Edna L, Abishai C, Alex G, Odalis S, Armando L, Marco N, and David S. Thank you guys for your love and support, sharing our links, liking our statuses. Uh, how about you, Monica? You got any people on your side of the country over there?
1: <laughs> yeah. Um, eh, I want to say hi to Vero and thank her for um, listening to us as well. I know she said she was going to listen to our podcast. And then also Edgar, who's going to try and help me, you know, put this out also and spread the spread the word that we're we're doing this. So thank you guys and keep listening.
0: Awesome. Thank you very much. And just a quick reminder to all you guys, we are thinking of new sections and features for future uh, episodes. Be on the lookout for that. If you have any questions, comments, or suggestions, Monica can cover you on that because she is developing some of her social media stuff, Monica. So how about you share some of that with our audience right now?
1: Yeah. So, so far I have, um, I have the Gmail. So it's going to be myths uh, behind legends at gmail.com. And then we also have an Instagram and a Twitter. Uh, For Twitter, I think we have it under myths uh, behind and then it's LGDS. And for Instagram, it's myths behind legends. So the same thing as the Gmail. And if you guys have any suggestions or comments, you guys can go ahead and send them to those those, um, handles and we'll go ahead and like review them and then um, probably cover them in the podcast too.
0: Awesome, yeah, and I actually also developed a Facebook page, if you guys were more familiar with that. It is under the name of the podcast also, Exploring the Myths Behind the Legends. And you can do the same thing, that you can go in there and give us feedback, comments, suggestions, comment, uh, you know, any ideas you might have about any possible topics we can cover, uh, any direction you might want this to go. Um, one of the things that we wanted to do is feature some of the audience members, you know, in a segment during the, the podcast. So maybe if you think you got what it takes to come in here and uh, have a discussion with us, <laughs> <laughs> we can give you a, a few minutes of, of air time here and you can talk to us about the topic at hand. So um, how about the next episode, Monica? We're gonna have something interesting coming up, I believe.
1: Yeah, so this next one's gonna be about this girl who's acting a little weird. Um, everybody's noticed that she's been having personality changes. So she's not really feeling like herself. So tune in and we'll go ahead and and, uh, discuss that one too.
0: Awesome. So with that, we go right ahead and conclude this episode. Once again, thank you very much for tuning in. Stay tuned. Episodes will be published, like I said earlier, every Tuesday evening on both Anchor and Spotify and also on other major podcast outlets. The YouTube version will be uploaded on Saturdays. So the first two episodes should already be on both. Uh, The audio and the video formats. If you want to go and check them out in whichever one you like the best, they're both available. And with that, uh, I bid you farewell and hope to see you guys on the next one. Have a great night, evening, day, mid-afternoon, whichever time it is that you're listening to us, and thank you very much.
1: Bye!